You're listening to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. Mate, it was great to get back on the winners list. And although it wasn't pretty, especially the first quarter um, and the last for that mention, but uh, definitely it was an exciting time to get another 10 goal victory. Absolutely, mate. Uh, you never sneeze at those. And look, as, uh, as you know, it wasn't the prettiest game, as you said, but uh, look, we got the job done. And uh, all you can do is try to beat the team that's put in front of you. And we certainly did that. Uh, yes, there were some, I suppose, disappointing things in terms of our efficiency and our goal kicking and all the rest of it. But to walk away with a 10 goal win, always be happy with that. And we kept the Crows to their lowest ever score and also the lowest score at Marvel uh, in the last, you know, well, the last, their 30 year history. Yeah, that's, look, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, yes, our back six uh, obviously played very well, but I'm not sure how much we can uh, take the credit for that. The, the Crows shot themselves in the foot a number of uh, occasions. Certainly they had enough opportunities, uh, but just weren't able to, to take them. Uh, but at the end of the day, our back six did, uh, uh, they, they pressured, they intercepted, they did everything you could do that was asked of them. So, um, yeah, certainly a, a great effort from them. Yeah, and uh, we got the exciting news that Darcy Parrish had signed on for another couple of years, uh, taking him right up to the free agency period. So it's great to have him signed. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, one more signing to um, yeah, keep this good momentum uh, going along. Obviously, Jakey String is the one we're all waiting on with bated breath now. Um, you know, word is that's all going positively. Um, so uh, hopefully that comes through in the next week or two. Um, but I guess the the big positive is we've had plenty of signings recently, which is really good signs, uh, certainly from where we came from at the end of last year, that uh, now everyone's buying into what Trucks brought into the club. Everyone's speaking so positively. Uh, you know, even on the, the players' sort of Instagram pictures and all the rest of it, they're all getting around each other and seem to be a really tight group. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, fantastic to see and, uh, you know, we saw uh, Dev Smith uh, get engaged over the weekend. So congratulations to him. And, you know, obviously at, at such a um, yeah, momentous uh, time in your life, uh, it's good to see that he had plenty of bombers around him. Um, so, uh, no, everything's looking pretty rosy down at Bomberland, mate. Yeah, now we do have North Melbourne next week, the bottom of the place uh, side in the competition. But uh, I don't think any Essendon supporter takes these games for given. Um, you know, we'll definitely have to go out there and win that game. Um, you know, North don't give up anything to Essendon for free. So um, we'll have to be ready for that. But um, there's not as much uh, news as usually. Uh, I guess we should mention the, the ladies went down against the Pies, uh, but they have the second chance. So... Um, we still got another chance, and they play next week at Windy Hill. So, hopefully, um, they can find a way into a grand final eventually. Um, That's it, mate. Got to uh, come up against the Cats, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah. So it should be a, a, t- a tough fight there, but great to see him in the granny. Yeah, uh, the VFL team, I believe, went down today. Um, and we lost by oh, 67 points. Whoosh. Um, but uh, there were some promising signs with uh, Tom Hurd again, um, again playing forward. He kicked a couple of goals apparently and looks pretty good. Um, yeah, he's 
yeah, he, we saw him start down back. Uh, and now he's uh, next part of his development. He's playing a bit more small forward, and it, there's actually a role in the team, mate. If he ever gets up to that stage, um, we really are crying out for another small forward with a bit of pace. Um, I know he's not the quickest player, but um, you know, he, him and uh, would be watching Ned Carl's uh, position of trying to force his way into the side. Um, I guess Tommy would be saying, uh, "Give me a look, and I'll show you what I can do." Yeah, well, you know, and it's a good thing to have competition uh, for spots in the team. Um, certainly, I'm sure that's um, what the coaches are driving because once you have that competition for spots, everyone lifts the level. Um, so it's uh, you know, all positive signs. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have the depth all over the ground um, because, you know, certainly our midfield has taken another hit this week with, uh, you know, it looks like Langford um, you know, had a bit of a hammy tightness. So... Uh, I, I dare say we'd be cautious with him, if anything. I mean, hopefully it's it's just a um, you know a bit of a niggle and, and nothing too major. But um, you know, if there's anything at all, you wouldn't be rushing him back, um, which just means that you know a bit more of that load needs to get it taken up by you know whether it's Jake Stringer or um, whoever else, and you know maybe it's a a, a Durham coming in for his uh, first game. Uh, but apart from that, you know. Uh, Depth-wise, we're uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty short at the moment. Yeah, well, um, a couple of results went our way today, being today Sunday. Um, the Giants went down, and also the Tigers went down. So um, those spots around the eight, mate. If um, we're a realistic chance, we're going to win obviously a majority of our last six games. Um, but uh, yeah, they're certainly giving us a chance to have a look at it. Um, we're actually above Richmond. Uh, would you believe? Um, so at the end of this round, we'll be above Richmond. So um, if somebody had said that to you at the start of the season, mate, you may have thought they were a little bit uh, mentally challenged. Yeah, well, it's uh, uh, it, I mean, not only that, but to cheer a Collingwood win, mate, um, yeah, that's uh, certainly not something uh, that we're known to do. But, uh, yeah, look, mate, it's it's one of those things, I mean, uh, yeah, with Giants going down, um, we're just you know two points away from them. Uh, obviously, St Kilda got up over the weekend. Um, yeah, it was a, a great victory um, against uh, Brisbane, I think it was. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. yeah I, I watched the last quarter of that, and uh, yeah, they were, they were all over them. Um, but you know, they've got uh, Port coming up this week, um, I believe. Oh no, uh, yeah, they got Port coming up. Um, so it'll be, um, yeah, interesting to see how we go there because I think we're a real chance against um, North. So given that we've got greater percentage uh, than both, uh, actually, well, than all of uh, the Giants, St Kilda, Eagles, uh, Fremantle, uh, there could be a position for us up there if all results go our way. But as you said, mate, all we can do is try to keep winning. Um but to even be in the conversation, uh, certainly not what us Bournemouth fans were thinking, uh, you know, uh, late last year. Yeah, well, when you look at the fixture, mate, for next week, you've got Geelong playing Fremantle. Um, it'd be hard to press, even if it's in uh, Adopter Stadium, it'd still favour Geelong there. So mm. potentially Freo could go down. you got Brisbane playing Richmond. Um, even though it's away, you have to say Richmond on the re- oh, sorry Brisbane on the rebound will be a good chance to win that mm. in the way Richmond are playing. 
Then you've got Sydney playing GWS. Well, Sydney are playing pretty good footy at the moment. They mm. knocked off the dogs today. So there's three sides uh, yeah, around our mark that are playing very tough composition. Um, and then, obviously, as you mentioned, you've got Port playing St Kilda. So, um, you know, there's a lot of chances for us to move up, especially for next week, if we can knock off the ruse. But um, that's all to play out and, you know, hypotheticals get you nowhere because everything you plan for can be thrown up in one day if you um if you don't get the result you're after. So yeah, I guess um that's all to play out, but it just shows you for next week there's a lot of pivotal games for those bottom spots in the eight. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let's let's just hope we uh yeah come up and show our best against against the ruse, mate. Yeah. All right. Well let's talk about the current game, or the game that's passed, uh, Friday night, um, I went to the game, mate, and, um, it, you know, obviously a pro-Essendon crowd. Uh, where I was sitting, up on uh, level three, mate, would you believe they were trying to get the wave starting? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it says a bit about the uh, standard of the footy, especially in the first quarter, mate. Uh, I was um, shivering there and um, just... Going, come on, give me some goals to cheer about because um, mm. it was frustrating at the start. But, uh, you know, I've got to say, like, people are knocking uh, Essendon a bit, you know, for not putting on a show. But the Crows were just absolutely flooding back. Um, they weren't prepared to, uh, you know, give us any free run without, you know, congestion. And um, they were doing a lot of small kicks, you know, around that 15-metre mark kicks just to slowly progress the ball. Mm. So um, I think Truck made reference to that in his after-press conference, uh, basically saying that, you know, it took him a little while to adjust to that. But, um, yeah, in the first quarter, mate, uh, what were your impressions? Yeah, look, um, it, was, <laughs> it was certainly um, – it was hard to watch, really. Um, but, I mean, like, to be to be fair, though, like both sides were uh, putting ple- plenty of pressure on the, on the ball – um, you know, started well with that quick clearance, but Dev's kick from about 50 went wide with Langford unable to mark it. And, uh, you know, I just think, you know, Dev has to be sort of a bit more realistic with his kicking abilities. Um, you know, whether he needs to take that extra couple of steps to uh, get a bit more of that distance or, you know, if he's, if he's got someone that he could hit up, um, should, should be doing that rather than taking... Shots from 50, I'd, I'd think. But, um, look, you know, then going back the other way, Adelaide were able to pick us apart and work the ball up to Billy Frampton, who outbodied Lav. Um, he managed just the behind. Uh, and we seem to be playing very loose. Um, you know, Adelaide were just able to find targets where we were just like five, ten metres behind our man. Um, but as they tried to move forward, Gleeson uh, spoiled the footy from going forward and allow us to... Uh, move the ball up the ground through Langford. And then when the ball ended up with Redmond, I thought, oh, here we go. Um, but he wasn't able to to put it through. So another behind. Uh, Cutler had an opportunity. He had a running shot at goal, but missed. And and again, like he, he really should have kicked that. Uh, he was open. He had, he had more time than he probably realised. Um, uh, so I, I guess it's just that, um, uh, you know, he needs to be, uh, a bit more confident with his kicking there. He seemed to twist with his body uh, as, as he went to kick it. So, um, you yeah, know, hopefully he learns from that. 
Um, but I do have to say that Cutler was trying to get more involved in the play, uh, which was promising. Uh, but then after a beautiful pickup on the wing, uh, he decided to go backward with a handball that completely missed his target to Langford. So he was doing some good things, but then some head, head scratching stuff, mate. Yeah. Um, it was a more pleasing game from Tom Cutler. Mm. I think uh, we mentioned last week, mate, about his, uh, you know, he, he pretty much had no impact against Geelong. Mm. Um, he certainly was much more noticeable, but yeah, his kicking did let him down a bit, I thought, at times. But I was pleased to see he was prepared to kick the ball. I think he hasn't been showing much uh, bravery with his kicking. I think he's tried to play it too safe. Yep. And uh, we talked about his assets. So, like, he has got quite a long kick. Um, I thought on the night he still um, you know, made, a, made a bit of a mess with his kicking, but it was in a better direction what he had been. Yep. But having said that, when he got free, it was great to see him prepared to you know, take a bounce with the footy and mm. you know, take the opposition on, which is something that he really should do to make the most of his uh, abilities. So um, when we saw the ball go down to the Crows forward line and Lachlan Murphy tried to snap, but um, yeah, it also missed as well. Yeah, and it was good to see, you know, Gleeson uh, was playing a pretty good role down there. He pressured him wide. Um, then we had another entry, but uh, yeah, there were jumpers from both sides everywhere with not much room to move. Um, Hooker ended up grabbing the ball and attempted to kick the footy over his head um, for another point. And yeah, look, uh, it was a very ugly game. Uh, both sides unable to make clean use of the footy. Um, but fortunately, our back six were, were standing up and particularly uh, Laverde and Redmond um, yeah, early. Uh, yeah, we ended up getting another shot at goal when Peter Wright had his arm almost ripped from its socket uh, from the pocket on a pretty tight angle. He wasn't able to steer it through, but uh, yeah. then another couple of entries, one when Gleeson had a good run through the middle of the ground to send it forward, uh, but our forwards just weren't leading up to the ball, and that's something we've spoken about before, uh, and it was spoiled away. Uh, another one, uh, Cutler handballed to Merritt and then applied a good shepherd, which I thought was really great to see. He uh, you know, used that big arm span of his to, to block out the Adelaide player. Um, and they're the simple things that you can do to help your teammates. And it gave Merritt that bit more time to center the ball up forward. Uh, but again, it was punched away before uh, Hind booted the ball to a contest in the pocket. And Hooker was able to crumb it and kick the goal from the goal square, mate. And uh, oh, well, top of the square anyway. And finally, after about 25 minutes of play, we'd broken the shackles. Yeah, it took a long time for that goal. Uh, and it just felt, oh, finally, you know, it was you know, frustrating footy, as you say, and the Crows are playing very slow. But I was really pleased that um, yeah, within about a minute or two, we could slammed on our second goal when uh, Jake Stringer received the hand pass and just bombed it from about 50 metres out. Yeah, now that was a – it was a key play. Like, uh, you know, some great defending, you know, particularly from Gleeson. Uh, it was really scrapping in there. Uh, in our defensive 50 to get the ball out to Merritt. He then fed it out to Parrish, who released Cutler, and he just went on that beautiful run through the middle of the ground and took about three bounces and kicked it beautifully to Tipper. And he actually did get his hands on the ball cleanly, but with Dodie uh, running back courageously with a flight, he ended up crunching Dodie, and uh, the ball spilled out. And uh, Hooker grabbed the footy, tried to snap, but it was smothered. Eventually Adelaide 
looked to be running it out of her 50 when uh, Merritt came out of nowhere and just mowed down Peddler in a brilliant tackle. Uh, and, uh, you know, as you said, mate, uh, Stringer then demanded the footy from Merritt. Uh, and as he got it, he took a couple of steps and slammed it on the boot to kick our second goal of the night. Yeah, that's a huge hit, wasn't it, mm. with Tipper? Um, and, you know, great bravery by all involved. Yeah. Um, and Dodie, he got a lot of support, even from the bomber crowd, um, mm. as he was coming off. There's a lot of uh, respect for the guy, um, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't say he shirked the issue, mate. He went full ball. And uh, I did hear a commentator say it. That's almost irresponsible by him. Like, mm. he's basically written himself out of the game, not knowing what he was running into. But um, I guess it's hard to win for a player because if you squib the contest... <laughs> Yeah. Um, everyone will go, oh, he shirked it. You know, he, he didn't take it on. Like, mm. so, but um, that ended his night um, from that game, uh, Dode. So that was um, a big moment. And, you know, I was pleasing at quarter time. We had that 15 point buffer. Yeah, we did. I mean, that was a massive blow for the Crows to, to lose Dode. Like, he, he was playing quite well. Um, you know, thwarting a number of our entries. Uh, but as you say, mate, um, on our side, um, you know, able to make plenty of plenty of entries into the 50, um, but ended up uh, finishing the quarter up by 15 points. So two goals, five, 17 to the Crows, zero goals, two, two points. Yeah, well, uh, and as I made mention of earlier, uh, the Crows were really just flooding back, trying to congest the contest to make sure that there was no uh, quick pile on of goals by the Bombers mm. um, and you know to, to much of a degree that that actually worked for them uh, keeping our score low but alternatively it gave them no real chance to get goals themselves mm. um, so they really had to make the most of their opportunities because they were putting so much work into just trying to congest the Essendon forward line uh, yeah. Sec- yeah, sorry. Yeah, we I was going to say, well, now that's how it started, mate, with us uh, getting a couple more opportunities. You know, we uh, Gleason kicked it inside 50 and big Sammy Draper took a huge mark. And, uh, you know, his, his kick was straight enough and looked good from the TV screen, uh, but it was very, very shallow. Uh, I think he only kicked it from about 30 out, mate. And but that was marked in the square by Smith for the Crows. And, you know, Draper then wanted to make up for the missed opportunity and showed some dash and took a bounce, if you don't mind, to pump it long into the forward line. But after stuffing around with it, uh, Hooker had a hopeful shot on goal, uh, which just went across the face, registering just a point. Um, before finally, when Jones pumped it to the top of the square, Peter Wright was able to take a mark or was at least paid the free for an arm chop in any case. Uh, and he went back and kicked the goal. Yeah, and look, in days gone by, mate, that would be play on. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's a little bit fortunate, but because um, it was kind of his arm got knocked after the contested finish. But um, at this point, we were taking anything, mate. So I was glad he went back and got a, a much needed goal. Mm. But, uh, you know, uh, at that stage, it just looked like, you know, we had all the play going forward. Uh, and we were just hopeful we could make a bit more of our opportunities. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, and we did have more opportunities. Our next chance came through Waterman, who took a nice mark, uh, you know, about 45 metres out of the pocket there. And he 
played played on with his man going to ground. Uh, unfortunately, though, his kick went straight into the post. Uh, and then after some great defensive efforts from Hines to keep the ball locked in our half, uh, we had a couple of shots from Waterman and Snelling, uh, both only registered points. So, as I said, we were getting plenty of opportunities, but just that weren't able to, um, you know, make the most of them. Uh, and then Seedsman uh, for the Crows had a shot on goal after Parrish sprayed one of the umpires and the 50-metre 50, 50 penalty was paid. Uh, but luckily, Seedsman missed, and hopefully that doesn't put uh, Parrish's name in the bad books for the umpires. Because uh, certainly, uh, in terms of the Brownlow, mate, uh, he'll be polling. I'm not sure hmm. how high, but uh, you know, certainly he needs the umpires on side there. Uh, and then our next entry came from Zach Merritt, right foot kick to Snelling, right on the boundary in the pocket. And he uh, he tried to kick it to Tipper, which wasn't the required distance. So Tipper looked behind him and was able to hit Perkins about 40, 45 metres out. And the young bloke took his opportunity and kicked beautifully for goal. Yeah, it was a great goal because, uh, you know, we've, we've seen Archie. He's been a bit unfortunate of his goal kicking. He's had a number of posters and... Uh, he has a lot more points than goals this year, but um, that was a great goal. And um, after you know, a couple of minutes later, uh, Stringer threw his boot at a ball that was uh, around the half forward flank, mm. and it landed fortunately without Archie Perkins. And again, he went back and nailed the goal. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant to see. And um, yeah, for him to kick his second in quick succession was fantastic. Uh, the next clearance, they went to Adelaide. Uh, and after a very classy kick from Schoenberg, you'd have to say, um, who'd been playing a, a hard tag on Darcy Parrish all night, Adelaide had their first goal of the match. Yeah, and uh, I thought, well, sometimes when a team hasn't kicked a goal and they get their first one back, um, it gives them a little bit of more confidence. Mm. I thought they might, they might free up and, and try to play a bit more attacking brand of footy. But uh, fortunately for us, um, a quick reply from Alec Waterman. Yeah, it was just brilliant. Uh, you know, some great tackling in our forward 50 by Perkins and then Stringer. Um, and then when Parrish snagged the tap from the ball up uh, and fed the ball out to Tipper, who handballed to Waterman, he ran in and opened up the angle to snap it through beautifully for a very nice goal. Uh, and then we had a, another opportunity when Snelling kicked it beautifully to Waterman just inside 50, who... Uh, Tried to kick it to Stringer close to goal, but uh, mm. he wasn't able to take the mark. And I thought, really, Waterman should have had a shot at goal there. Um, you know, it was on the right side for a left footer. Uh, and he's a decent kick of the footy. Like, certainly mm. distance wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, you know, I reckon he could have been a real shot there. But um, uh, then right on the siren almost, uh, Hind tried roosting the footy forward, uh, but was bumped after the kick. And we got a free up the ground one last shot at goal before the half and it was taken by Dev Smith right on 50 and uh, yeah, distance uh, as we've talked about a few times, mate um, yeah, isn't his friend all the time uh, and he wasn't quite able to make the distance and didn't trouble the scorers so ended up finishing the half um, 35 points up, mate, so 6 goals 8-44 to the Crows, 1 goal 3-9 and the Crows had had only 12 forward 50 entries for the match at half time, Jeez. which is very, very low, you know. Mm. So um, that just goes to show um, they had no one to kick it to forward, mate, even when yeah. they got the ball because all their players are in our forward line. So, um, you know, unless they got it with a slingshot 
where they all ran forward a bit like rugby. Uh, that was the only way they were going to get in front of us, um, you know, for attacking shots at goal. So um, I've got to say, the back line held up so well. Like, you know, mm. Laverde, Ridley, uh, Redmond, just their hands, their, their marking was just fantastic. And yeah. um, it must have frustrated the Crows because, you know, it became second nature. It was just, they if they tried to go long, one of our backmen would, you know, mark the footy. So, yeah. Really good play. Um, the third quarter started, mate, and it was great to see Harry Jones get a goal. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, you know, he took that nice mark about 25 metres out straight in front and kicked it truly. Um, but just before that, you know, um, you know, Stringer um, won the clearance and pumped it long, and Sammy Draper made a double-fisted punch uh, to put the ball in space. Um, and I thought, really, if you're able to get the two fists on it, you should be trying to take the mark. Um, we just managed a, a point through Guelphy after we stuffed around with it. But, um, yeah, and then uh, when Stringer gave an undisciplined shove, you'd have to say, a free was paid up the field, which was taken by Riley Fieldthorpe um, from about 50 metres out. But he hit the post. Um and then Perkins had a running shot at goal after he was released by Guelphy, uh, but only managed the point. Um, and it's, I think that that one was a, a bit of experience there because he had a bit more time than what he thought um, and probably should have uh, run in a bit closer or at least tried to open up the angle a bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, that'll come with experience, I reckon. Uh, Murphy for them had a shot on goal, but only managed the minor score. And then... Uh, Schoenberg um, had another shot at goal for them, right on 50, but that was marked right on the goal line by Redmond. So as you say, mate, like our back six was uh, standing up to each and every single entry they had. Yeah, the, the Crows, as I said, must have been really frustrated by the way that you know, our defenders were, were marking the footy and then repelling any attack the Crows tried to do. But they did get a goal through Lachlan Murphy and... That was their second goal, and they wouldn't know this, but that was their last goal as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just uh, amazing how you, you know, think how the, the night turned out. Um, but look, then we had a lovely bit of play when uh, Redmond took a nice intercept mark right inside of our defensive 50, and he really snelling on the wing, who handballed to Dev, but knowing he was under pressure, he punched the ball toward Tipper out on the wing there. He ran up the field and delivered it to Hooker. He passed it back to Tipper, running through. He then handballed to Perkins, who ran inside to open up the angle, kick it through beautifully with a banana for his third of the night. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, really took the game on. You know, he's got this way of you know, shrugging his hips, mate, and he loses any person that tries to tackle him. He's got a nice sidestep, and uh, he really made use of that. And you'd have to think, mate, he's a good chance to get the Rising Star nomination this week. Uh, you'd have to think so. What was that? 18 possessions, three goals, three. That's a, a pretty good night at the office. Uh, we got another chance when Tipper got the ball in the middle of the ground and seemed to have acres of space, but no one to kick it to. So he took his time and a couple of bounces before nearly getting mown down himself. And he kicked it shabbily inside 50. Uh, Perkins was able to run onto it and was swung around 360 twice uh, <laughs> and really should have been pinged for holding the ball, I thought. Uh, yeah. To go 720, let alone 360, uh, should have been done there. But, uh, you know, he was then taken high in a tackle and got a free from about 25 metres out on about a 45-degree angle, I'd reckon. 
Um, and he should have kicked that one, uh, but he looked absolutely buggered as he went to uh, went to go back and take his kick. And I think that affected his kick in the end as he missed uh, to the left for one more behind. Um, but then as Adelaide tried to get it up their end of the ground, Peter Wright took a big mark on the wing and pumped it long to our forward line. And Hooker was able to grab it and handball to space over his head. And Dev Smith was able to weave through traffic to deliver the ball to Tipper, who snapped it through beautifully. Yeah, great goal. And you know, he really excites the crowd, Tipper. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's working much harder defensively, I thought, this year. Uh, you, know, you really see him. He's, his fitness seems improved, much improved from last year anyway, and uh, really putting a lot of heat around the footy. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, we kept pushing, got another forward entry, but it was tied in there. But Perkins was able to throw a boot at one off the ground, but only managed to minor score. Uh, the Crows then got it in their forward, forward 50, but Cutler made a very nice defensive uh, punch uh, toward the boundary to get the ball out of danger. It was just great to see him uh, apply that defensive mindset, which uh, we've commented on previously. It's been lacking in his game, so it was a uh, great improvement there. Uh, they got another entry, though, when Billy Frampton again outmarked uh, Laverde. Um, yeah, he, he's a big body, Frampton, and uh, almost sort of shoved Laverde out of the way. You know, he's a big, strong unit, but, you know, he kicked it straight into the post for yet another minor score to them. And uh, we should have had another opportunity for goal when Cox sold some candy on the flank to move the ball inside 50, but unfortunately stuffed around with it there on the boundary, and uh, as Smith tried to centre it, Adelaide cut it off, and... It's those sort of entries that, um, you know, we just stuff around and try to get a bit cute. Um, I thought Cox, you know, could have almost had a running shot at goal or at least uh, centred it from there. But then uh, Redmond took a nice mark at centre-half forward uh, from Snelling and ran on to deliver it beautifully to Dev, about 35 to 45, uh, 35 to 40 metres out straight in front. Uh, but unfortunately, Dev's kick never looked online as we registered our, registered our 12th point of the night. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's when Cole Lang- Langford went off. Um, he'd gone off earlier in the first half mm. uh, just to have his hammy uh, you know, assessed, but they chose to play him in the third. But it was like they, uh, around that 24-minute mark, I think it was, uh, they uh, pulled... Um, Langford off and made the sub of Ham coming on. Yeah. Uh, and look, uh, yeah, we weren't able to score any more that quarter. You know, Cutler had the uh, had that mark outside 50 uh, and had a ping from there. But it's sort of funny. He seemed to uh, get it a bit up and under because uh, judging from, you know, his VFL performances, you know, we've seen him kick goals from that distance uh, before. But... Um, whether it was the, the, yeah, the pressure or, or whatever got to him, uh, but he wasn't able to trouble the scorers on this occasion. Uh, but we ended the half, nine goals, 12-66 to the Crows, two goals, 7-19. Yeah, and um, as we said before, mate, it wasn't pretty at all. But uh, it was good to see, you know, I guess one of our weaknesses this year has been allowing high scores. <laughs> and, that, and that certainly wasn't going to be the case on uh, on this night. Um, so, you know, three uh, quarter time, even though you know, it was um, it was a pretty commanding position, you had absolutely no fear the Crows were going to string on seven or eight goals to storm home. So, mm-hmm. 
yeah, it was kind of comfortable. And you just hoped that um, made it the old catch cry of let's build the percentage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was hoping that we'd uh, chip in in the last. But as we discussed, mate, it was uh, certainly after all, it was pleasing to see a, a quick goal through Will Snelling. But after the, after the goal, second goal from Peter Wright. Um, and I'm sure you'll talk about that more in deep in depthly, but um, yeah, apart from those two goals, it was quite a quiet and hider in that last term. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, a few like fair few opportunities, but uh, just no dice there. Um, you know, obviously with uh, yeah, that beautiful uh, kick from Hind to Snelling uh, just hit him beautifully in the pocket, about 35 meters out, and his kick never looked like missing. Uh, then, uh, yeah, Stringer grabbed the ball on the wing and floated a nice handball to Dev. It was just beautifully timed. Uh, and Dev grabbed it and delivered it beautifully to Peter Wright, and he kicked it from right on 50 and just went through magnificently. Um, and then Stringer got the next clearance, but, you know, after we uh, stuffed around with it a bit, he had a snap on goal, but only managed the point. Um, and then we had another half chance when Redmond kicked it beautifully to Cox, who... Took a great mark just out 50 at full stretch. Uh, but as he kicked it inside 50, Adelaide rushed it through. And um, not long later, we got it inside 50 and Perkins made a great tackle to get another shot on goal about 30 metres out on a bit of an angle, but wasn't able to kick straight. Um, and it was a shame as, you know, again, he, he really should have kicked that. Uh, but again, you know, I'm sure you'll learn from that experience and we'll have a bit more composure in future in front of a goal. Um, you know, uh, next entry, uh, Hooker was held out of the contest. And I thought that actually happened quite a few times in uh, in that last quarter there, but uh, we weren't able to make anything of it. Um, and then as Adelaide tried to take it out of our forward half, Redmond came up with another intercept mark and got it inside 50 to Tipper, who marked right on 50. Uh, and then he passed it to, to Hooker. He was only slightly closer in. Uh, I would have much rather Tipper take the shot, um, but perhaps he was trying to bring Hooker into the game, uh, but he was only able to manage the minor score. Um, then, uh, yeah, Ham, who came on as the, the medical sub for Langford, uh, yeah, he had a running shot at goal but missed. Uh, Phil Thorpe got another free paid to him with Stuart holding his arm, but he wasn't able to put it through. Uh, Ham had another half chance when Guelphie released him off the forward flank, uh, but he just floated a funny old kick to the square. But we really didn't have anyone there, so uh, no score there. Um, yeah, Peter Mark, Peter Wright made another mark right on 50. Uh, and his shot on goal looked good, uh, but yeah, slammed into the post for one more score. So, like, all these opportunities, mate, um, you know, I suppose by themselves, uh, you know, don't look like all that much. But um, yeah, you just think if we'd have, you know, made half these chances, um, uh, mind you, that's that sort of um, yeah, spitting sour grapes at a at a ten goal win. But um, uh, yeah, then in the end, as the ball pinged around, um, you know, Stringer made a great tackle, uh, which wasn't paid, but we ended up getting it inside fifty, but not cleanly, and you know, we stuffed around with it again and. Uh, eventually was mopped up and taken out by Adelaide. Uh, and then right at the death row for them, had a ping at goal, which hit the post. And 
that was the story of their night, mate, as we ran out winners by 63 points, 11 goals, 18, 84 to the Crows, two goals, nine, 21. Uh, pretty ugly footy, to be honest. But um, as I said, Mona, that 63-point win um, was definitely going to help us uh, in terms of percentage. Mm. And as you said before, mate, it's the best percentage outside the top six. Um, so it's been good overall for this season that, We've protected our, you know, we've talked about it in the past also that our percentage in previous years have been really poor. Um, we've, and it's, uh, I saw a stat that was our third time, I think it was from Scooter actually, um, our third time this year we've had a, a 10 goal plus win, mm. um, which, you know, I don't think that would have happened for a long time. No. So, um, you know, considering we've got uh, six games to go, um, and against some winnable games too, mate. Um, so, you know, and it starts this week against the Roos. Um, you know, we beat them by 10 goals plus last last time. Um, and we'll see where we stand this week. But, uh, yeah, you'd have to think that uh, an important game uh, will be a good chance to register another victory. Yeah, mate. Uh, and that's the thing. It's all on us. Um so if we if we want it, we've got to work for it. Uh, as you said, North Melbourne won't be making it easy for us, so we've got to show up to play. Um, but, yeah, it should be a great opportunity. And as you said, these are the winnable games, mate. Um, certainly we've got some challenges as well. You know, we'll come up against Sydney, against GWS. Um, the Doggies, obviously. Uh, I think Collingwood right at the end there. So, um, and GW And, sorry, Gold Coast as well um, up mm. there. So, the... Like the games themselves, probably apart from the Bulldogs game, you would think that it'll be yeah. Well, Sydney to to be fair, they're playing pretty good footy as well. But probably the Sydney and the Bulldogs games are the two toughest ones out of them. Mm. Um, but they are at home, so like you know, it's a good chance that we can um, you know take it up to Sydney at home. Um, and GWS is the other game that you know you'd like to think a big Essendon crowd. Could help us, um, but yeah, there's you know still a lot to play out. You know, I think if we can get ten plus wins this year, you know, it's a huge step forward. And you know, uh, based on at the end of last year, it was all doom and gloom. But it's been a fantastic year so far. In that, you know, there's a lot more um, positive feelings around the Essendon Football Club. Absolutely, mate. And uh, like the thing that I've been most impressed with is the four-quarter efforts. Um, yes, the um, kicking efficiency and our you know, entries in, inside the uh, forward 50 and our goal kicking uh, hasn't improved overly, except that we're now getting more opportunities, uh, just uh, so I suppose getting more entries, but not particularly clean ones. Um, like, Apart from that, our, our efforts there every week. So uh, that's really positive to me. Um, and certainly, like the feeling amongst, um, you know, the Essendon faithful is um, much more positive than it has been in previous years. So um, nah, love I uh, love what they're building there. And um, yeah, certainly this all puts us in good stead to the future. Yeah. And now talking about, I heard Josh Money say that they do believe that Dyson Heppel will play against the Kangaroos. Um, so uh, he'll be a welcome addition back into the side. Um, 
Why don't we have a break, mate, and we'll come back with our Don's Cast Medal votes. And you're all listening to the Don's Cast, and as always, we do our Don's Cast Medal votes. And mate, over to you. Beautiful, mate. So uh, I'll go from the from the bottom as always. Uh, with my one vote, I went for uh, Jaden Laverty. I thought, uh, you know, particularly in that first half, there he's really important. Uh, yeah, really shoring us up defensively. I uh, ended up with a 15 disposals, but what I found was um, like most impressive was 11 marks uh, for the game, which was. Uh, absolutely outstanding and used the footy so well as well. You know, went uh, went at 93% there, uh, eight intercept possessions, six contested possessions. Uh, so I thought he uh, played an absolutely fantastic role for us. Um, you could just see him, uh, you know, he just went in with such uh, sort of confidence into each contest. And um, really, apart from those couple of moments where um, – uh, Billy Frampton sort of got hold of him in the, in the forward line there. Um, they were the only two occasions where he sort of got outmarked because uh, he was he was lapping everything else up. So great work to, to Lav. Um, my two votes, um, yeah, I had to give them to Archie Perkins. Um, I thought he, he played a fantastic game. Uh, obviously, to kick three goals is uh, bloody brilliant. Really could have had you know, five or six easy, um, but uh, just the three goals, three there. Um but 18 clearances, 12 kicks, um, and you know, used the ball, um, you know, fairly well. A couple of scrubby kicks, but um, you know, overall fairly well. Nine score involvements, which is uh, bloody impressive for a young bloke with uh, six contested possessions. So he doesn't mind doing the hard stuff uh, with a couple of tackles inside 50 as well. So, um, you know, for him to uh, you know, play as as well as he did, uh, it was a real breakout game. Uh, for him, as I saw it, um, yeah, hopefully kicking those goals and uh, getting plenty of opportunities uh, gives him that confidence that, yep, I belong, uh, you know, in the in the best twenty-two in the Essendon Football Club. Um, so, great game from him. Uh, three votes I went for Zach Merritt. Uh, just out and out class from Zach Merritt, uh, as always. Uh, yeah, with thirty-five disposals, so ended up picking the ball up uh, at will almost. Um, five clearances. Um, you know, with a goal assist. Uh, so, um, and he used the ball, um, yeah, pretty well. As, yeah, a few clangers here and there, but uh, to go at 80% is pretty good. Uh, nine contested possessions, um, yeah, eight score involvements. Um, yeah, I thought he, I thought he uh, played a really good game for us. Um, and, uh, yeah, then the four votes, uh, you know, a fantastic game from... Uh, young Red Dog, uh, Mason Redman, um, you know, ended up getting 25 disposals with uh, 18 kicks. And he's just such a really good user of the footy. He seemed to be playing a bit of, like, obviously played defence, but also he uh, seemed to roam the wings as well uh, for, for parts of the game. Uh, but to take 11 marks was was fantastic. I think that was the first time I've really seen him uh, fully utilise his, his height in the game um, and his marking power. Um, but, you know, for his possessions, uh, you know, eight intercept possessions, uh, six score involvements, which are pretty bloody good from a bloke who started down back. Um, 
with uh, yeah, five contested uh, possessions with using the ball at 88% efficiency uh, was bloody good. You moved the ball from one end to the other all night. So great game from, from Red Dog. Uh, but with five votes, mate, I went with uh, Jordan Ridley. I thought he was absolutely solid as always for his down back. Uh, really short us up down there. Uh, 23 disposals. Another one, he racked up 11 marks. Um, so uh, just absolutely brilliant down there. And I thought like his role in particular was really important given uh, Heppel was out with that thumb. Uh, I thought he was one who really had to um, you know, lead the lead the back six down there, and he did it masterfully, um, obviously with his compatriots down there. Um, such a classy use of the footy. Just seems to have time to burn when he's when he's got it. And uh, I thought he played an absolutely ripper game for us, mate. Um, you know, not only defensively, but offensively as well, um, because he used the ball at about six, 96%. Um, yeah, six intercept possessions, uh, three score involvements, just uh, another fantastic game from Jordan Ridley. So, um, how about yourself, mate? How did you how did you read it? Yeah, very similar. Um, I, I actually had the other way around. I had Redmond as best on. Um, just thought his marking was fantastic. Mm. Uh, really, a lot of contested marking as well. So, um, you know, he repelled a lot of attacks. So, um, he had a really Outstanding game, I thought, and uh, worthy of the best on ground. I, I gave Ridley the four votes, um, so almost the same as you, mate, just the other way around. Mm. Um, again, Ridley, such a great player, and it's so good to see him playing with confidence again. Um, and yeah, what a player he, he's become. Um, I still don't believe he's up to his 50th game yet, um, so. Yeah. He's not far away from it, but uh, yeah, he's been so impressive, and you know, he was again on the night. Uh, three votes to Zach Merritt, plenty of the footy. Um, you know, he, he was the captain of the night, and he played a fitting captain's game, right? I thought, and um, yeah, with Darcy Parish well held, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially in that second half. Um, you know. I think he only had three possessions in the second half, mate, and zero possessions in the last term. Yes. So, um, you know, that's unusual. Uh, and, well, yeah, it's not a knock on Darcy. It just goes to show what, what kind of lockdown they were playing on him. Um, but as you saw, when you do that, it opens up the gates for someone else. And, you know, of course, Zach Merritt was the man who found plenty of footy. Mm. Um, and I gave him the three votes. Uh Two votes for mine was Archie Perkins, as you said, mate. He hit the scoreboard, um, did some great tackles inside 50. And, you know, as you said, mate, you could easily have kicked five goals at least. Um, a couple of those are really gettable. But, you know, he's equaled the uh, Crow score, mate. 3 3 21 as opposed to two, uh, I think it was 2 9 21. Yeah. So um, he's basically kicked the same score. Um, so well done to Archie and uh, I really hope he gets the a Rising Star nomination that will be the club's third nomination for the year um, and finally I gave one vote to Nick Hind um, mm. you know, won a heap of the footy uh, you know, we saw his dare and run um, yeah, sometimes his kicking wasn't as great as normal but um, yeah, he still got off the mark and got 10 marks himself mate um, so he's he makes an option, 
uses his speed uh, in the offense and the defensive way. And yeah, he's been a you know, we keep saying a real revelation considering we lost Sardi. Um, mm. As somebody had said, it's almost like the money ball, mate. If you've seen the game, yeah, uh, yeah. seen the movie Moneyball, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that one's it's like, uh, okay, well, there's this guy here, he doesn't get the credence, credence of um, you know, Adam Sard, but like he's just as fast. And we've seen him play in the reserves and he could do that. Um, and St. Kilda, when he was there, he played more forward for them. Yeah. Um, so I don't really they think. They knew what they had, and I'm sure that there'll be a few people at St Kilda thinking, "Gosh, did we get market value for this play?" <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, fantastic game uh, by Nick Hind as well. So, yeah, that's where it's at. So, why don't you give us the overall total uh, leaderboard? Sorry, mate. Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, all right, so going from the bottom, so two votes each to Snelling, Shields, Stewart, and Wright. Three votes to Phillips. Uh, five votes each to Francis, Jones, and Cox. Six to Draper. 13 votes to Redmond. 14 votes to Perkins. Langford and Hooker on 15 votes. Tipper on 18. Heppel on 19. Laverde on 23 votes. Stringer on 26, along with uh, Andy McGrath. Hind on 53 votes. Jordan Ridley on 59 uh, and then up the top, we've got Darcy Parrish on 82. But out in front now is Zach Merritt on 85. Don's cast middle votes. Yeah, a bit of back and forth going with Merritt and Parrish. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's a real fight. And, um, yeah, Ridley might have left his uh, run a bit late, mate, but he's a co- he's coming back uh, like a steam train as well. So, <laughs> so he's uh, really worked his way up the leaderboard as well. So um, yeah, six games to go, it's going to be quite a tight contest it looks like because depending on the opposition uh, it's going to be interesting to see who they try to focus so you know is it Merritt or Parrish you want to block you know a lot of people think Merritt is the better user of the footy um, yet Parrish is the one who knows how to get the ball at the cold face so um, yeah it's going to be intriguing to see um, you know how that goes and it'll, be, it'll give us a real good reason to watch the Brownlow this year mate because um Although we haven't had the high amount of wins as like some of those top four sides, we've had players finding plenty of the footy and be interesting to see what credit um, they get from the umpires. But that's all to play out. So why don't we have another break and we'll come back with by the numbers. And you're listening to Don's Cast as we go to our regular feature of By the Numbers. Um, mate, uh, we start with Sam Draper this week. Yeah, I thought he, um, you know, he, he wasn't outstanding by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, certainly a couple of his, uh, his moments were like the, that big mark in the forward line and that uh, sort of run he made on the, on the wing there where he took a bounce and uh, roosted it forward. Um, but look, it was a solid game from him. Um, you know, I thought, um, you know, he was against a, a, a very good Ruckman um, and he managed to acquit himself fairly well. I think it, a lot of his, um, um, you know, effort needs to go towards, you know, he's, he's more, more of the Ruckcraft stuff. Because certainly while he's got all the ability in the world, he's still very raw 
uh, and you can see that certainly each game he plays, uh, I'm sure he, he learns a whole bunch and, um, you know, I've got no uh, no worries when it comes to Sammy Draper. He's uh, he's a ball of energy and, you know, the team seems to love him. So, uh, you know, I, th- I thought he had a, a solid game. Um, and as I said, but uh, just without being outstanding, but uh, certainly another uh, good step for his development. Yeah, I just think he needs to work on his kicking, obviously. Um, that ball drop. <laughs> pretty bit ugly, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a number of times throughout the game. Uh, but, like, I'm sure he is doing the work on that. Um, yeah, I actually thought he was, you know, quiet on the night, fairly, you know, apart from those early glimpses uh, early in the first second quarters. I thought the second half particularly was pretty quiet. But, yeah. Um, yeah, as you say, he's a developing ruckman. So we know they take time to fully get, you know, the lay of the land. And uh, as you say, he was playing against a very uh, experienced ruckman. So, um, yeah, he's just going to keep on learning. He's got another tough test, mate, uh, against Goldstein coming up. So um, these are the games that, yeah, he's just going to keep logging through. It'll be interesting to see if they, you know, ha- yeah, going against Goldstein, you know, if they still go with the Peter Wright option, there's the uh, backup, or you know, would Nick Bryan be an option as well to mm. have a have another look at him? Um, but that was, that's the play out this week. But yeah, I thought Draper's what you expect from a developing ruckman. He's going to have his ups and downs. Yep. But yeah, what I truly hope is that he'll really work on that kicking because um, you know. It has been pretty obvious the last couple of weeks that uh, it needs a, a fair bit of, uh, you, know, you know, a lot of his routine needs to be uh, corrected, especially a ball drop and mm. uh, not kicking from his shin, which yeah, yeah. seems to happen a fair bit. But uh, he's an exciting talent. Uh, Darcy Parrish, as I mentioned, mate, really quiet in the second half. Um, I think he had a total of three disposals in the second half and zero in the last. Um so whether that was a bit of fatigue and tiredness, you know, he had a stellar block of games. Mm. Um, and obviously a lot of work was put into him by Schoenberg. Um, so I think that uh, we can give, forgive Das having a quieter game. Uh, but, yeah, it certainly wasn't one of his better games. No, I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, perhaps it was the... Um... He had a bit of an illness, mate, a bit of leather poisoning over the last few weeks. But uh, no, look, he, he was well held uh, by Schoenberg. Like, uh, you just saw any time he even looked like getting his hands on the footy, uh, he was taken down and tackled by Schoenberg. So um, to end up with a 19 disposals, I thought he battled hard through the night. And look, even if he wasn't getting the footy, um, his effort was still there. Like, to lay six tackles at the end of the game, uh, get five clearances out. Um, you know, certainly... Uh, yeah, he, he kept he kept getting involved in the game. Um, yeah, ended up with five score involvements. So um, you know, certainly his uh, uh, his efforts uh, were, were pretty good on the night. Uh, Eleven contested possessions of his um, eighteen of his nineteen disposals. Sorry, so he he battled through it. Um, uh, and as they noted on the commentary on the TV during the game, like his his running numbers didn't stop. Um, you know, even though he wasn't getting the possessions, he was running, running, running all game. That's uh, that's how he's going to uh, be able to try to break the tag. And look, um, you know, this is uh, obviously another part of his development to go, okay, um, 
when I do get the tag, how do I work that? So uh, this is a good opportunity for him to learn from it. But um, as you said earlier, mate, uh, while while he gets um, you know, the, the hard job done on him, that means Zach Merritt's able to be a bit more free. So, uh, yeah, it swings and roundabouts, but this time it was Parrish's turn. Look, I, I still thought he had a solid game for us. Yeah, now, Kyle Langford, unfortunately, was subbed out um, in the third quarter um, and had some hamstring awareness, mate, um, mm. which is a term we're pretty familiar with now. Um, <laughs> uh, early in the second quarter, um, and went off and got assessed and they played him again, but he must have still felt it in that third quarter and they weren't prepared to take any more risks. Um, now, it's a nine-day break between the Kangaroos game, um, so it'll be interesting to see if they... If he is, if he does pull up well, if they would uh, be prepared to give him another rest before um, you know the big game against uh, Sydney, I think it is. Yeah, um, yeah. Or yeah, will they play him through the Kangaroos game as well? Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But I thought he was pretty good. Um, he found a fair bit of the footy, uh, and you know, like seventeen disposals, ten kicks, seven ambles. Five marks and three tackles. So he was tracking pretty well. Yeah, he certainly was, mate. Um, had three score involvements, three intercept possessions. Uh, so he was using his marking power, which is uh, uh, which is really good. Uh, eight contested possessions as well. So, um, you know, it will be one that uh, that we do miss from that midfield rotation. Um, so, uh, look, hopefully he gets back up and about soon. Um, he was playing... Uh, very solid role for us. Um, so let's just hope that hamstring doesn't uh, keep me out too long. Yeah, now, Dev Smith um, is actually one of his higher possession games this year, mate. He had 17 disposals, um, which isn't doesn't sound like a lot, but it is for him. He's been getting more around the 12 to 13. Yep. Um, and nine kicks, eight handballs, three marks, three tackles. Uh, so, um, but we both noticed, mate, he's just... His length of kicks, is, you know, it's dropped off a lot. You know, not, never he was a huge kick of the footy, but I've noticed he's, he's lost at least five or six metres from uh, his, from the way he used to kick for goal. Mm. You wonder if that's, uh, you know, part of that knee degeneration or what. But um, you know, he's certainly not um, kicking the ball as well as he once did. Um, and considering we just signed him for another two years, I would, I think the club must have every confidence that uh, that won't be a long-term issue. Yeah, well, I guess we've got to hope that's the case. Uh, but look, for mine, I, I thought he still played a, a very solid game for us. Um, he like he used his smarts a little bit more, like that uh, that pass to Tipper on the wing, you know, punching it towards him instead of uh, taking clean possession where he would have been wrapped up in the tackle uh, was was pretty clever. Um, you know, I thought like to get. Uh, two goal assists was um, was great. Obviously, uh, you know, trying to get some score involvements, and he had eight score involvements on the night, mate, um, which is uh, you know a pretty good effort. Uh, his ball use, no, it wasn't great. Um, went at forty seven percent disposal efficiency, um, but you know he was getting plenty of opportunities. Had uh, seven inside fifties for us, um, and. The one thing um, I, I did like is even when he got free paid against him, um, he didn't he didn't arc up. So he obviously uh, learned some lesson there. Um, so look, while he, uh, while he wasn't outstanding, I thought he did play a, a solid role for us. Um, and 
yeah, that's what we need from him. We need, um, you know, contributors. Uh, we don't need you to be the, the bloke who kicks, you know, three or four goals every week. Um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, despite his limitations of, um, you know, whether it's, whether it's speed throughout the, the course of the whole game or, um, you know, not being able to kick as far or um, as well um, as, as when he started with the club. Like, as long as he can play a role for us, uh, they'll... Uh, there's a spot on the side for him because I, I think his um, intensity did lift a bit, um, not not hugely, but certainly a bit from where it has been. And um, hopefully that's good signs that he's uh, starting to define him old self again. Yeah, definitely. Um, we talked about uh, Zach Merritt, the way that he was able to find the footy, mm. 35 disposals on the night. Um, you know, he used the ball pretty well, I thought. Um, and... You know, had applied three tackles. Um, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, he was captain of the, on the night and um, he fulfilled that role really well. Um, I mean, really needed him to stand up with Darcy being really locked down on. Mm. Um, so a pretty good game from Zach Merritt. Yeah, I, I thought it was um, I thought it was great. Like he, um, yeah, he just seemed to be able to find the ball at will sometimes and whether it was an in and under hand pass or a, a beautiful little deft kick, uh, you know, around the ground or into our forward line. Um, yeah, it just shows yeah, what a great user uh, of the footy you can be. So, um, yeah, we both gave him uh, gave him votes. So very, uh, very, very serviceable game from Zach Merritt. Yeah, uh, the Don's cast leader. Um, <laughs> well, Don's cast leader on the medal at the moment. But, um, yeah, I'm sure that's making... News lines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, also, Marty Gleeson returned to the senior side. And um, you can tell just by the correspondence from the club, he's a popular figure internally. Um, uh, he, squ- he squibbed a few quick uh, kicks, mate, but um, he obviously played pretty well, I thought, um, considering he hadn't played in the intensity of senior footy. Uh, you know, he did enough to retain his spot, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. I actually thought he, he played um, played quite well, uh, you know. And those those kicks, like if you remember, I think it was a 2017 season, Jamie, where it really looked like he was starting to lift off as a player. Um, you know, he'd make those really damaging kicks, uh, you know, through the middle of the ground. Or it it was like he started to do that again. Um, and while his kicking wasn't quite there, like there were a couple of moments where he thought, "Oh, Jesus, where this one going?" Um, it looked like he was trying to take the game on and, um, you know, did manage a, a couple of really nice passes. And um, I hope that is something that is coming back into his game, that confidence, because, um, you know, I thought on the night he, he played a, quite a good role for us. Um, he was reading the ball quite well and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, whether it was uh, defensive spoils, uh, a couple of ground ball gets, uh, which were uh, really important to, you know, really, he had to scramble for it, Um and, uh, you know, while, you know, he only got the 11 possessions at the end of the day, so not huge numbers, uh, what does stand out is, you know, seven marks there. Um, you know, and of that, uh, you know, uh, you know, use the ball at not like about 91% efficiency, mate. So use the ball uh, fairly well and actually had uh, four score involvements, um, you know, when he moved up. Uh, to our forward half, you know, towards that back half of the game there. Um, like, I, I thought, you know, 
what he, what we needed from him was to play that halfback role for us, you know, with with Heppel's loss. Uh, I thought he did that uh, quite well in the night. No, he didn't play a, an outstanding game, but um, it was it was really promising for me to see that, uh, you know, he'd obviously done his time in the twos. Uh, he'd performed well there, was given the opportunity to play in the ones, and uh, I thought he played an important role for us. So, um, you know, as much as I've been a, a knocker of him, mate, uh, credit where credit's due, I thought he played a uh, very solid game for us on the night. Yeah, well, uh, Marty, you're welcome back. Um, now, another player that's been kind of maligned for... <laughs> since he arrived at Essendon mm. almost is uh, Tom Cutler. And I think we both agree he played one of his better games for the club. Yeah, he did, mate. Uh, and he's another one that I've been a, a knocker of, mate. Uh, and certainly, uh, you know, yes, there were still parts of his game that made us scratch our heads a bit, but um, it was a it was a much improved performance. Uh, he's another one who's he's done his time with the twos, has performed well there. I uh, was given the opportunity there to come into the senior side. Uh, and the, the one thing that uh, really stood out to me, mate, um, was he actually used his marking ability. Uh, that's not something he's been known for in his time at Essendon, uh, but took nine marks for the night, which I thought was really promising. Uh, and as you said earlier, mate, um, he actually had a couple of opportunities to go for a run. Uh, and he's, you know, he's, he's pretty quick. He's, he's got a powerful boot as well. So, um, you yeah, know, when he does take those runs, he can, uh, you know, Suck up a lot of meetage for us, um, which is fantastic. Uh, the one thing he obviously needs to work on is, um, I guess, <laughs> one of those intangibles, like how do you just uh, become more confident? Um, you know, hopefully the the coaches and uh, if they've got sports psychologists, hopefully they can uh, work with him there because, um, as we've noted previously, he's got all the uh, all the tools to be able to be a really uh, serviceable AFL level footballer. I don't think he'll ever be... Uh, you know, one of the greats of the game, but um, yeah, certainly can be quite serviceable. And he showed moments of that during the game. Like the, there was a nice pickup he made, but yeah, the decision making with the disposal was a bit iffy. But uh, um, yeah, but then there were defensive efforts. Uh, there were um, yeah, those runs through the middle of the ground where he could have had a shot on goal. Like if he if he backed himself to kick those, I, I reckon uh, yeah, he'd certainly win a lot more. Um, fans from from us bombers um and that shepherd that he that he made um like they're the simple things you can do to um really um you know help it help your team um you know give your uh give your teammate that extra five or six meters to uh to make another pass um yeah i thought it was a much improved performance by tom um so good on him and i hope he keeps that mindset going forward uh, Nick Cox returned to some sort of form after really looking labouring, to be honest, in the last mm. couple of games prior to this one. Yep. Um, he found a lot of the footy, 19 disposals, actually. and mm. um, yeah, That's quite high for Nick. Um, nine kicks, 10 ambles, um, five marks and four tackles. So that's pretty good for a first-year player. Bloody earth it is, mate, and, uh, particularly for a... For a bloke over two hundred centimeters tall, uh, yeah, to be making um, yeah four tackles and all the rest of it. Uh, and the thing I really liked was his marking around the ground, like uh, that one just outside fifty where he took it at full stretch. Uh, absolutely fantastic to see, and uh, I'm sure yeah, having games like that will um, yeah just really consolidate that. Yep, I belong in this side and I belong in this competition and. Uh, um, yeah, every time he does something like that, he'll go, okay, beautiful. I'll put that in the kit bag and uh, 
you know, use it going forward. He actually had, uh, you know, five score involvements for us, uh, which is fantastic to see. And, um, yeah, just another really solid game from, from Cox and, um, yeah, another great step in his development. Jordan Ridley, we both gave votes and we're both saying he's really returned to really strong form the last four or five weeks. Mm. Um, and, yeah, he, he continued that. Great marking. Um, his kicking is always elite and uh, did a great defensive role and set up a few attacks as well. Absolutely, mate. Uh, not much more I can say. Absolutely fantastic game from Jordan Ridley and, uh, yeah, just love his work down there. And now Jaden Laverde, uh, again, another good game from Jaden. And it's great to see his body holding up. Touch wood. Um, let's hope that continues. Um, you know, he's really looks like his, his strength is undersold. He, he gives away a bit of height sometimes, but uh, he's such a strong footballer, you know, strong body, uh, real athlete. Um, and you know, he's really found his niche there in that back line. Yeah, he has. Um, yeah, another fantastic game from from Lav. Just loving what he's uh, he's bringing us week in, week out. Um, you know, he's it's been so dependable down there for us. So uh, yeah, just love his work down there. Another another great game. Now the breakout game from Archie Perkins: three goals, three on the night. A uh, couple of big tackles in the forward fifty. Um, you know, he's had a really exciting talent. And, one I'm sure um, is going to bring us a lot of highlights over the years. Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, it's great to see him kick those three goals. Yes, it would have been nice to see him kick five or six, but uh, he'll certainly take three at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, I just like that he backs himself to uh, have those shots on goal, to try and break the tackle. No, it's not going to work out every time for him. But uh, uh, I thought, yeah, because it wasn't just the – you know, getting cheapies over the back. Like he had to work for those. Like there was those couple of rundown tackles and um, where he got rewarded there. Uh, so made a couple of nice tackles and um, was certainly using the ball nicely around the ground as well. So another great game for Archie Perkins. And uh, yeah, who knows if he gets a nod this week for the uh, Rising Star nomination, but at the end of the day, who cares? He's, he's going to be a, uh, a great player for us. And yeah, loving what I'm seeing. Yeah, now, James Stewart was a bit quieter, but he was another one that played a bit deeper back, and that meant that he didn't see as much of the ball. You've got to remember the Crows hardly went inside 50 a lot of the game. So, um, yeah, he was largely not as seen as much as, you know, their higher uh, halfbacks like Ridley and Redmond. No, I mean, I guess it's hard to um, have an influence Oh, that much of an influence on the game when you're uh, uh, when the ball doesn't go that down there that often. But when the ball did go down there, he uh, made himself accountable. Uh, had three intercept possessions, like took the four marks, um, uh, two contested possessions, and um, yeah, two contested marks. So like, oh, yeah, you can't ask much more than to um, you know to fulfil your role. And I thought he absolutely did that. Yep. Uh, now Nick Hind. Found a bit of the footy, mate. He got up the 24 disposal, 23 kicks made out of the 24. Mm. So that just goes to show you, you know, he really likes to use his boot. Um, and 10 marks, a uh, couple of tackles. So really good game from Nick Hind. And um, as I said, that run that he has when he 
you know, pounces on the footy. You know, you can see the opposition really worried to try to contain him. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, you know, because you know when he gets the ball off half back, uh, you know, he generally makes it work for us. Uh, had the 574 meters gained uh, and a goal assist. So, like he not only uh, thwart your efforts um, on the defensive side of things, but he'll hurt you offensively as well. Um, you know, five intercept possessions, uh, six score involvements, uh, and use the ball at about 96%. So, uh, yeah, just playing absolutely great footy, Nick Hind. And he's another one. I'm just, uh, you know, very dependable and loving what he's putting in week in, week out. Now, Peter Wright playing the role of the second ruckman, basically. And, uh, you know, he doesn't see a lot of the footy, but he still had 12 disposals. Um, seven kicks, five handballs, um, and also four marks. But more importantly, I think we'll always take a couple of goals a week from Peter Wright. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fulfilling his end of the bargain. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I'd, I'd say a solid game from Peter Wright. Um, you know, he took the four marks, and each of those, they, they sort of stood out to me uh, because there was that one on the wing there, there was one down back, there's obviously his marks up forward. So, um, Look, he's he's starting to, uh, to me, starting to build a bit of a presence. Um, like not that he'll ever be uh, uh, your absolute gorilla down there, but um, look, as you said, mate, if you can kick your two goals uh, a game, that's uh, you know very very good output. Um, had four opportunities in the end, so two goals, two he kicked, um, and you know is serviceable as that backup ruck. Um, so uh, you know. Certainly nothing to sneeze at from Peter Wright. Uh, had the six score involvements, four intercept possessions, uh, eight contested possessions as well. So he's obviously uh, working on that side of his game. So um, really, uh, yeah, I'm just um, really liking what I'm seeing from him. Uh, the three tackles as well inside 50 um, shows he's uh, yeah, working on all aspects of his game. And we can't ask for more than that, mate. Um, so another solid game from him. Now, Harry Jones, uh, another where he's only had the five disposals again, mate, but he, he got a goal. Um, he's working hard. Uh, you know, he, he runs a fair bit or, you know, around to try and find the footy. But um, yeah, sometimes he's, limited, he's got uh, you know, limited opportunities. And, you know, again, he's only 20 years old, mate, so he's, he's just learning the leading patterns and... Mm. Um, I think he'll, he'll go for that development where he finds a little bit uh, easier way to find some footy uh, because he's had a number of games where he's had those five disposals. Um, and, like, yeah, I think that shows that he's been locked down on. They, I think people know he's such a good mark and they, they're putting some pretty good backmen on him. Um, and he's just going to have to do it through hard work leading up the ground, trying to find a bit more easier footy at times just to get himself involved in the game. Yeah, I think there's obviously there's that and then there's the actual, um, you know, the forwards, their leading patterns. And I think the unfortunate thing we keep on seeing time and time again is they all converge in the one spot. And, you know, it's very difficult to uh, to get a clean possession when you know, you've got six or seven blokes uh, fighting for the one footy. Um, certainly, um, you know, he's got... Yeah, in terms of his body as well, like he's got to fill out a bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, for that key position type, like it'll be a few years yet before he, he really fills out his body. But um, all signs are 
going pretty good. Like he's continuing to work when he gets his opportunity. Um, he, he kicks straight, and I think he's kicked uh, twenty goals or something for the season, mate. And certainly, you'd, you'd take that uh, every day of the week. Um, you know, if, if someone had started the season, you'd say, "Oh, Harrison Jones kicked twenty goals. That's uh, a pretty good output." From yeah, I know it's his second second year, but um, like realistically, it's his first year of playing. Um, yeah. proper AFL footy because yeah, there wasn't even any reserves last year and um, wasn't able to play much because uh, I think he was injured as well for yeah. a uh, yeah, large part of it. So um, like he's, I, I think he's uh, doing spectacularly. Um, these these games where he's getting low possessions, they'll just, he'll be learning something every single game and uh, I'm certainly not worried about uh, Harrison Jones. Um, you know, he's taking his three marks and uh, laying a tackle, so um, no, nah, I thought it was uh, yeah another development game um, for Harrison Jones, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll put him in good stead in the future. Yeah, uh, the man who was playing his 150th game, right, uh, Jake Stringer. Uh, yeah, he only kicked the one goal, but he was uh, always around the footy, and mm. more importantly, you could see him working very hard defensively. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. Like, there was a few blokes who just missed out on votes for mine. Like, um, yeah, you think of your Nick Hind, your Jake Stringers, and uh, Will Snelling even. Um, but um, I was really impressed that, uh, you know, when uh, Langford went down, you know, he, he had to take up a, a vast load of the uh, work there and um, acquitted himself really well. Ended up with eight clearances, which is absolutely huge. Uh, made six tackles as well, um, which is just great work from Jakey. So, um, you know, he had the good work offensively, but defensively was working just as hard. You know, had 562 metres gained for us, James. Uh, you know, three intercept possessions, five score involvements, 13 contested possessions. Uh, so uh, working like an absolute bull in there uh, with seven inside 50s. So, um no, another really, really good game from Jakey Stringer. And, uh, yeah, let's hope he signs up soon, mate. Yeah, I think he's a pivotal signing. Um, obviously, there's a bit of argy-bargy about uh, Jake wants four years at, at pretty good money and the club's put a largely incentivized uh, contract in front of him, uh, which at the moment he's balking at. But um, let's hope that uh, the club and the player eventually get to the same terms and, an agreement can be reached because um, you know, I think Jake's really vital for you know the way that we play now. He's part of that vital part of the team and certainly a player we need to sign. Um, Kyle Hooker, um, he kicked only the one goal, mate, but he seemed a little bit more into the game than he had been in previous weeks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, I mean, you'll never fault him for effort or, or anything like that. Um, you know, to kick one goal three, like he's obviously getting enough um, uh, opportunities, and some of those were, were only half chances, really. So, um, uh, certainly wasn't getting easy shots of goal, uh, except for that one where he, he crumbed it at the top of the square. Um, but yeah, I think the the main thing I've commented on is he's, he's providing a lot of leadership for the uh, for the guys down there, particularly. Um, you know, Harrison Jones and uh, in position, all the rest of it. Um, so, yeah, the one thing I do wish, though, is they talk it to each other more in terms of their 
their forward structuring, their leading patterns, all the rest of it, because I, I, I think that's the biggest area of the ground where uh, sort of falling down in. We're getting plenty of opportunities up there, but none of our looks are, are really clean um, just due to that, that lack of, um, I suppose, uh, cohesion between the forwards there. Uh, in terms of Kyle Hooker, look, he's, he's no spring chicken anymore. Um, so he certainly needs to rely a lot more on his footy smarts. And, uh, yeah, even his marking is, um, uh, yeah, taking a bit of a hit. He hasn't been able to take any big grabs lately. But, uh, you know, he's an absolute competitor. He'll continue to fight through this. So while a, um, you know, uh, yeah, lower standard game than uh, we're sort of used to from Kyle Hooker, uh, I'm sure he'll continue to be important for us uh, throughout the rest of the season. And, um, yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, uh, Mason Redmond, we both uh, hailed his performance. He mm. had a very good game. Um, yeah, I gave him best on. You gave him second best on, mate. And um, yeah, great hands. Great. Uh, he used the ball well. And um, yeah, great to see the Red Dogs having a great game. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, great game from from Redders and. Yeah, it would have been great to see him uh, kick that goal, mate. But uh, see if that celebration came out again. But uh, yeah, the Hellboy, that's it. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, another good game from him. Yeah. Um, um, just going through now. I think we're up to Braden Ham, mate. That's yeah. it. Yeah, he came on as the medical sub. Uh, he got a lot of the footy in the last quarter. He actually got seven disposals, but um, yeah, a lot of them. Were, he tried to, uh, you know, with as he's away with him at the moment. He he does throw the ball onto his boot at times without a lot of thought, I thought, at times. Mm, yeah. um, so he didn't use it the best of his ability, I, I didn't think. Um, but oh, I guess it must be difficult to sit on the bench for so long and then be thrusted into the game. Um, but you know, He had the seven disposals, three kicks, four handballs, and uh, very, you know, pleasingly three tackles, which is uh, something that he isn't renowned for, uh, but he is Got a great tank, and um, yeah, the club obviously see a real player in him uh, because uh, we've kind of bemoaned at times. Mate, he hasn't been up to the contest in terms of his physicality, but the club are really wanting to pump these games into him. Must see that there's going to be uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a player there. Uh, it's just you know his disposals. Like he went at fifty-seven percent on the day. Um, so, like, they're the things that, I guess, frustrate us as fans. But, um, you know, he seems to be a popular member of the of the group. Um, and we obviously don't see what happens behind uh, closed doors, how hard he works at training and all the rest of it. And I, I think in terms of uh, running capacity and all the rest of it, he's, you know, he's got that in spades. Um, but he's footy smart at times. Um, you know, while certainly we're not seeing, um, you know, him use that to the best of his ability, um and uh yeah but from his limited opportunities on the night um i guess his defensive effort was there offensively he tried but um was overall not clean but he certainly wasn't alone in that so um yeah i mean i guess we'll see how we how he goes for the rest of the season but um you know i'll be interested to see how he goes with a big pre-season to see if he can bulk up a bit and uh build that frame because uh yeah, currently, um, yeah, he, he does still look very small out there, which, um, uh, yeah, maybe that's impacting on his um, yeah, 
physicality around the contest. Um, it certainly might, but yeah, I thought on the on the day, um, yeah, it was average game, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what he's got for us for the rest of the uh, rest of the season. Uh, Matt Welfie, uh again, he, he's just a tireless worker, mate. He mm. um, he doesn't, you know, he's not flashy in that generally in what he does, um, but yeah, you know, he's he works hard to tackle and harass and puts a lot of pressure on uh, the opposition. Um, Twelve disposals, three kicks only, mate. Um, nine of those handballs and four marks and four tackles. So certainly. Not a game that you would, uh, you know, he'd catch your eye too often, but a lot of that is hard work trying to put pressure on the footy, and that helps the team uh, just by doing those acts. Yeah, absolutely, mate. <clears throat> and it's the things that that don't generally gather a stat. It's the, you know, the um, you know, fisting the ball out um, on the wing there. It's uh, you know, pressuring the man. It's uh, even standing up for um, you know your own players. So there was a moment. There, so I think it was in the uh, last quarter there where um, someone tried to have a go at one of our forwards and Guelphie just put him on his ass and said, bugger off, mate, um, which I thought was fantastic. He he, yeah, obviously loves wearing the jumper and um, does all the hard stuff, mate. Um, as you said, he's not a flashy player, but um, you know everything he does with heart and soul, uh, laid four tackles on the night. Um, and yeah, I thought defensively, um, his efforts did really help us. He does little one percenters that, um, uh, you know, really do. They they give merit that extra, you know, two or three seconds to decide where to kick. Um, and it's those sorts of things that really prove his value to the side. Not his his game individually, but what he provides to the team. So I, I thought it was a um, a decent game from from Guelphy, um, just based on on that sort of stuff. And um, certainly is a is a bloke that. Um, yeah, that, that bleeds for the side. Yeah, uh, Will Snelling. Um, you know, he's he's been back for two weeks only, mate. But I thought he's again made a real impact when he's back. Um, Twenty-four disposals, twelve kicks, twelve handballs, four marks, and two tackles. Um, you know, he's always in around the contest. Um, and yeah, I, I think. Again, I think the best that we'll see of Will Snelling when he gets a little bit free ball, a lot of it's winning it in the contest. Mm. He's actually quite a good user of the footy and he, you know, he can kick a goal as well. So, um, yeah, I think he's starting to become a really important player to the side. You know, the, the coaches, since he's arrived, he's hardly been out of the side, mate. It's only injury mm. that's kept him out. So that shows how highly rated he is internally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he, he's... Yeah, he works obviously very hard in there, in and under. Does all the hard stuff as well. Uh, did kick that goal, which is which is nice to see. But uh, eight score involvements, mate. Um, so uh, very very nice work there um, with uh, yeah four contested possessions. Uh, so no, I thought it was a very solid night from from Snelling, and uh, certainly if he keeps producing that week in week out, um, you know, no doubt stay in the side. Yeah. Now, um... AMT, uh, I actually thought he played pretty well. He, you know, it wasn't a huge goal-kicking night for him, but he set up a number of attacks. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, like, only kicked the one goal himself, but set up three others with three goal assists. So, uh, brilliant work there. Laid three brilliant tackles. 
Uh, eight score involvements as well. Um, three tackles inside 50. Um, so, yeah, as much as, no, he didn't have um, you know, a huge game in terms of possessions. Uh, you know, I thought he was uh, you know, pressuring plenty around the ball. Um, and that uh, mark he went for where he crunched uh, Dude. Um, well, he had his mark, had his hands all over that. Um, so had Dude not been there, he would have marked that, no worries, and no doubt kicked the goal. So um, certainly for a small forward, I thought he um, played the game uh, excellently. And, yeah, another solid game from Tipper. And finally, Alec Waterman, um, he found a, a fair bit of the footy, mate. I, mm. I think it was a career high in possessions for him at AFL level. 18 disposals. Um, he had nine kicks, nine handballs, six marks, and one tackle. Yeah, and he, he kicked the goal as well. So yeah, he did. He like he did find enough footy, but it was pretty frustrating for mine because um, yeah, almost every time he got the footy, uh, he, he he did look for for others to bring them into the game, which was good, but uh, they often weren't in better positions. Uh, yeah, I think he probably could have backed himself to have a couple more pings at goal himself, or uh, you know, um, and, and I guess the other thing is like he, he's not a, a super quick bloke, so he he did get uh, you know uh, ran down a couple of times and um, that. So I guess uh, that's just that game awareness to you know work out uh, you know when to go and when to when to find someone else. But uh, look, I had the six score involvements in the end. Um, so certainly a, another game of development for Alec Waterman, and I'm sure um, with another uh, with a preseason under his belt, uh, you know you'll uh, be able to make more of more of his opportunities. But uh, I guess you can't sneeze at 18 possessions and a goal uh, for a bloke who's only got rookie list rookie listed uh, at the start of the year, mate. Yeah, so that's it, mate. That's what we finally got through. Um, and that's great to see that we, you know, we had another victory again by 10 goals, which uh, is not to be sneezed at. You know, we need to really keep on, even if we don't make the finals, mate, just to have a percentage higher than 100 will be a real achievement for the club, mm. um, considering where they've come from and, you know, with a lot of scope for improvement. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week against North. Uh, big nine-day break, mate. So, um yeah, I think the players will enjoy that. Mm. Um, get a few uh, training sessions in, uh, hopefully the return of Dyson Heppel. And uh, apart from that, uh, you know, there's a lot to be uh, excited about, like in terms of, you know, some real opportunity. Fate's in our own hand in many ways because a lot of those sides above us, mate, they have to start playing each other. Yep. Um, and if you look at next week's games, mate, I was just looking at those. Uh, I think did I mention that you know the sides that are playing each other? They're really you know some of those bottom eight play sides at the moment are playing much higher credentialed teams. So that could potentially open the door a little bit um, to you know give us even a more of a look in there. So let's hope that um, you know this makes the season a bit more interesting. You know, having something to play for it. Uh, you know, no one wants to be part of dead rubber games. And I'd like to think at this stage, we're still in it, mate. Yeah, that's it. Season's still alive. And uh, yes, uh, great to see. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Um, we'll look forward to the uh, game against the Kangaroos. Uh, good luck to the 
VFL women in their final next week. And uh, let's hope the VFL men can get back on the winner's list as well. Absolutely, mate. Until next week, go Bombers. Go Dons.